I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Hello and welcome back to Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. All right. And uh, before we jump in, I wanted to mention the fact that our download numbers and our listenership continues to climb. So we want to thank everybody for uh, for doing that, for for for, uh, for downloading and for listening. And uh, please feel free. Actually, we've uh, you know we, we appreciate all the likes, um, and that we certainly do. helps us a lot. We do. And it helps it tremendously with our self esteem. <laughs> you know, it's problematic. Right. Exactly. And we're both a little beat up, I guess. Mm. And uh, and then we have four children, yeah. and they tell us we're losers all the time. Absolutely. In, and, in word and deed. Yeah, well, mostly just in word. Like, that's like <laughs> furtive glances more, right? It's really that. But um, then, then at the same time, uh, we also love those questions. Today is going to be a, a Q&A day uh, from some questions. So if you have any uh, questions that we might be able to help out with uh, during the show uh, that are relating to a renovation project you're thinking about taking on or a contractor you're thinking about hiring, please feel free to reach out to us on that. Yep. So I will just delve in with the first question. That sounds good. Do it. So... Um, Cheryl from Danvers, Mass, wrote in and said that my windows have a haze inside the glass and I've been told that my, quote, seal is blown, unquote. What does that mean and how do I fix it? Yeah, so that's a great question. So um, what you've been told is actually true when there is uh, when there's something inside the glass that's uncleanable. uh, Insulated glass is actually comprised of two pieces of glass separated by a spacer. Um, and they use uh, uh, an adhesive product, essentially, an adhesive uh, material in, that separates them. And those two pieces of glass, when set at the factory, uh, are, are airtight and sealed. Right. right. And the cases. purpose of that insulated glass is that you have the glass on the outside and then you have this air barrier and then the glass on the inside. So it just basically keeps heat transferred down as much as possible, as opposed to single pane glass, which is what, you know, traditionally up until when, when, was, when was insulated glass invented? You know, that's a good question. I don't have that answer. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't have that answer. I but, thought you knew everything. Well, no, thank you for thinking that. But no, I, so, <laughs> I, I, you know, sometime I'm going to guess 70s, 50s, 50s? No, yeah, maybe yeah. 50s, 60s, something like right. that. Um, because yeah, Storms were like the thing. Everybody storm, had storm windows. And still windows. are. There's yeah. still plenty of people that have storm windows over single-pane glass because there's still plenty of single-pane glass out yep, there, right, yep. in, in older homes. Um, but the but the, the bottom line is, yes, that dead airspace actually is, um, is what creates a, a reduction in the amount of transfer of warm or cold between the two pieces of glass, right? Mm-hmm. And, in, and the, so that's a that's a the traditional glass that you see that's insulated glass is double pane. They also do make triple pane. Um, then they also do use different gases. If you have a newer window that has insulated glass, like argon, you're often going right? to find argon gas mm-hmm. in between. And they put coatings on the glass. Um, they use what's called a low E coating, which is stands for emissivity, low emissivity, which reduces some of the 
uh, infrared. I'm sorry, infrared. Is that like a made-up word? No, it's not. Emissivity. Emissivity. Promise. Is that like emissions passivity? Uh, like, but like Brangelina? Like, what kind of? That's a <laughs> <laughs> that word, right? That's a real word, and it it, it, it cuts down the amount of um, uh, negative. Uh, Ray, okay, so like solar rays. It's not solar rays; isn't the right word. But like the stuff that helps your fade, fade your fabrics. Mm. Um, low emissivity re- it kind of reflects back those rays that would cause like UV. Uh, yeah, yeah UV, ultraviolet. That's UV, what I was looking yeah. for. Ultraviolet, ultraviolet right? Yeah. The UV. Mm-hmm. So it so it bounces back the UVs. But bottom line is, um, when the seal is blown, uh, it's really time to replace your windows. In most cases, it's it's generally not that cost effective to try to replace just the glass. Mm-hmm. Many windows are not really designed for that. Mm. Right? Um, and uh, and in most cases, it's more cost effective. Like if you have a vinyl window, in some cases, you could get just the sash replaced, and the sash would ha- would have the vinyl perimeter outside it, and the and the glass inside it. You can do that, um, but often, um, and, and the other thing that's to be mindful of that sometimes it just happens, right? Sometimes e- even in a brand new house of windows you put in, or re- even replacement windows, if you put in twenty five windows in a house. It's not uncommon that you might have one stru- stress crack in the glass, um, mm, or yeah. that you, and that, and that's a seal that's blown right there. And so that's just part of the deal. But if the windows have been in the house for a period of time, mm-hmm. uh, and you've got a seal failure, um, it's not uncommon that that is the beginning of more seal failure problems, right. because they so only you're have, see them right. as you go right, right. right. And, and over the over the course of time. The window technology has become much, much better. And today, when you buy a good quality window, you're actually getting a 20-year warranty on the glass. There are a couple. I mean, in fact, it's actually a lifetime warranty. Uh, but there, but the traditional warranty you're seeing out of the better manufacturers is 20 years or 20 years plus, um, which warranties you against seal failure as well. And the manufacturer will swap those out for you. So well, let me ask the question. If you have a seal failure, and yes, the, there's a haze inside the glass, and it's usually like, you know, maybe just in one part or a corner or whatever. Yep. Is that a failure? Do, is the window not working properly at that point, or is it is it more of a, an aesthetic issue? Like, yeah, so like w- at what point do you decide, I can't stand this, I need to switch it out because I hate the way it looks, yeah. versus is it is my window really not operating well. so so yes you lose there, there is a degradation of the performance right but it's not massive right you still have dead air between the glass mm-hmm. y- y- if you had argon gas in there you don't have that anymore mm-hmm. right but that'll all leak out. but it's the what de- does argon do no uh, so no i'm i'm just saying if your argon gas leaks out of your windows and you breathe it in no, it's inert. Do you grow it's, a horn? A, yeah, you know, it's all good. There's no problem with that. Okay. Um, it's, it's an inert gas. It doesn't cause any problems. Just but, wondering. Uh, but it, it also um, reduces the transmission uh, or the, the, the lack of transmission, I guess, between the, the hot and the cold or the cold and the hot, depending on the time of year. The emissivity. Right. Uh, that, that's what? different. That's no. different. Okay. Yeah. Did I say that wrong? Yeah. No, no. You did say no, that wrong. Did. But... Um, but at the end of the day, it's more about the aesthetic. So like e-mystical? Right. Like, I just, that's the <laughs> right. dumbest can word I've ever heard. Topic? I can't. I right. can't. I'm just stuck <laughs> on this stupid word. So I think, uh, yeah, so at the end of the day, it's mostly about the appearance, right? And and be mindful of the fact that it's not uncommon that when one seal blows, you're, and all the, menu, all the windows are manufactured in around the same time frame in your home, um, so they're all of a similar age, and... Um, there were in our marketplace. There were some local manufacturers making in- insulated windows that are that you know um, were notorious for failing. And once they did start failing, they started failing sort of en masse. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be just one mm-hmm. or whatever. So that's that's not that uncommon. But that's how you, you're going to have to replace the window or replace the sash. 
Um, and that's some of the answer to that depends on the age of the window. Okay. So, but in just in terms of in terms of recommendations to this woman, it would be low on the list of things. Like if you had a list of things that you needed to do to maintain your house, this would be on the lower list as long as it's not bothering you too much in terms of the the aesthetics of it. Right. Um, it's not it's not harming your anything in particular it's just not as pretty as you'd like it to be. yeah essentially it's you're, you're that's true to say it's not harming anything um it's not you're not getting you know like accelerated rot in your window sash or anything like that that's right. not happening right um but but it does get frustrated so and you can have a seal failure and not necessarily experience that that that's some like sometimes off, you'll right. see moisture build up in between the glass and that moisture will dissipate right, right? and not actually leave uh, a haze so sometimes that doesn't cause a, a long lasting problem sometimes you, that haze that sits there is going to sit there forever and mm-hmm, you can't ever mm-hmm. see th- and so that can be frustrating right, right right okay all right very good well Cheryl I hope that answers your question thank you for the question Cheryl I um I'm going to jump down here I had a question between this one but since it's so tied together the uh, Last question on our list was, I need to replace some windows in my house. Um, what kinds of replacements are the best? And that's Steve from Middleton, Mass. Ah, so interesting. Um, yeah. So so there's a bunch of different ways to do replacement windows, and um, some are more expensive than others. And, yeah, so let's just do a quick uh, play-by-play. I do believe we addressed this in another show in, like, we were talking about windows, like, in a very detailed one. So we did do yep. a show about about the uh, different kinds, but in terms of replacements, that's a that's a little bit of a different topic. It is actually so. So we can uh, a couple of things to think about first. So um, there's appropriateness for the house, mm-hmm. right? So that, let's let's start there first. And so depending on the kind of home you have, uh, it may drive or dictate what you think is the appropriate window choice, or in where your home is and in what neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. So there are some homes where uh, putting a vinyl replacement window in isn't appropriate for the home. So if you're in an antique home, right. uh, and and it's not that it it's not that it doesn't happen. It happens all the time, but it may not be sort of what you might think of as the preferred solution, right? Right. Um, and also the choice about what the glass looks like, whether you have a glass with uh, muntins or grills. Many people refer to those as grills, but they're actually called muntins, which is the dividers inside that makes mm-hmm. a window look like it's six panes, right? Mm-hmm. So again, in an older home, maybe a traditional or antique home, you might want to do what they call simulated divided light, where the muntins are on the outside of the glass and make it look more like it was mm-hmm. old-style mm-hmm. single-pane glass, right? Um, so... So there's that consideration, um, just like what's right for the house. Then there's also the consideration about what's right for your pocketbook. Right. Right. And on the price continuum, you start at the low end uh, with a vinyl product, mm-hmm. um, and then you move from there to either composite-type windows, which can in some cases be fiberglass or, or other materials, um, and then you move up to a wood product, and typically a wood product with a maintenance-free exterior, a wood product with maybe a vinyl exterior, or a wood product with a, an aluminum exterior, right? Right. Um, and so... There's uh, also different ways of, of uh, installing absolutely, right? Yeah. As opposed to within the frame or reframing the entire window. Right. That was the next thing I was going to get on. So you, so you, I think you want to be thinking about the decision is sort of, of of eliminating options as you go. Like, what's my material first? Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we make that choice about the material, then you move into, okay, what's the right method for installation, mm-hmm. right? So replacement windows can be done in, uh, in a few different ways. So... 
One is you can try to find stock. So every manufacturer uh, makes windows that are predetermined sizes. So if you're building a new home, mm-hmm. you're going to buy stock windows, meaning that they 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 build them at you know two foot eight by five foot five foot oh, and that's a normal size for them. And you you frame your roof openings to fit those windows, and you install them at the time of construction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however. Over the course of time, old windows and new windows don't have the same stock sizes, right? So what was a stock window in the 60s is not the same thing as a stock window size now, right? Mm-hmm. And, or you'd have to go hunting for specific manufacturers that make just that size window. Mm-hmm. And that's, unfortunately, that's not really the way, like, every manufacturer offers different stuff, mm-hmm. right? So the, the traditional size double-hung window is not identical from company to company. There's right. no universal thing, right? right? So having said that, you can say, all right, I either want to do what they call a full frame replacement, which means you take out, you take off the exterior trim, or I'm sorry, you take off the interior trim, and then you pull the whole unit outside of the house. Mm-hmm. And now you just have an old, uh, the hole there that was the rough opening, and you're actually looking at the old framing, mm-hmm. okay? Then you can put back into it another whole new frame, mm-hmm. right? A whole new, whole new unit. Um, and... You can do that a couple of ways. So in the option where you can say, all right, I've got, I, I'm going to go through the house. I'm going to check all my sizes. And if they're close to the size of a new construction window, a stock window, I can actually get those windows less expensively because they are standard. Right. Right. And, and then you would put those back in the openings. But the problem is the likelihood of them being the exact same size right, of what you like have. Right, they'll be like an inch less or right. two inches and, and, less. Right, and, you know, you, and, and, and they need to be less, right? right. And they need to be yeah. less because the alternative is you reframing the opening. The whole open, right? Right. Reframing the opening is a big deal. So it's you got to pad in, and that changes your trims and Right, blah, and, blah, and, blah. and so, so if you put a smaller window in, mm-hmm. now you have a problem with every single room having the paint line for where the trim mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. and now you own painting in all those spaces. Same thing is true of the exterior. If you have a smaller window, and you want to put that in place, now your exterior trim that did butt into the siding, mm-hmm. right? It filled the gap between mm-hmm. the siding and the window. That exterior trim is no longer the same width, and now you're needing to retrim those windows. And is it okay to retrim those windows because now those tr- that trim is not going to look the same right. around the rest of the house unless you're doing the entire house and doors? So in that right. case, you either have the option of ordering slightly smaller and then having to rework your trim and paint, or ordering custom sizes there you go. and then the cost of the the windows goes up the cost of the windows goes up yeah right. and so and and that's is that, would that be a wash i mean would that be yeah, or so would it still question. be less expensive with all the messing around you have to do with the paint and the trim yeah, to so, go with so a stock it re- unit it's a really good question it's a case-by-case answer unfortunately mm-hmm. it, it really depends on the situation in the house you're talking about and, and some of the details around the house mm-hmm. that you're talking about so it's hard to answer that specifically but but the bottom line is you know you then move into a custom situation where you get the window sized for the opening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and some manufacturers, actually, that's not that much of a premium. And some manufacturers, it's a big premium. So mm-hmm. some some companies are well set up to customize their windows for not much more cost and not much more lead time, mm-hmm. um, or some cases, no lead time, no greater lead time. And then some window companies just aren't geared for that. Mm-hmm. And they're much more geared to banging out new construction windows over and over, okay? So um, how do you find that out? So if you're going to be working with a company who does window replacement mm-hmm. and they... That's a, it's another good example of a thing that you should be looking for in the person you're dealing with is their level, just like we were talking knowledge, about, right. their, their level of knowledge and understanding right. of their manufacturers, right? Mm-hmm. If, if all they conventionally work with is one company, the odds are not good that that's going to be able to solve all your problems, right? right? So I like to be able to talk to somebody who says, oh, you know, we did Marvin on this project and here's why that worked and we did Pella on this project or Anderson on this project or whatever 
um, and those work for well for different applications, mm-hmm, right? So mm-hmm. you, you need to understand, uh, a, you know, a company planning on doing a window replacement job needs to have a good functioning knowledge of different manufacturers to figure out what the right recommendation is, right? right? right. And now, the very last design, the very last alternative window-wise is the uh, is what's what we traditionally refer to as a quote-unquote replacement window, mm-hmm. okay? Now, a replacement window typically applies for double hungs in our area in the marketplace in New England. Double hung windows, meaning one sash over another sash, and they slide up and down, mm-hmm. uh, makes up the vast majority of the market, right? And so, in that scenario, the vast majority of the market is um, th- th- those double hungs. You can actually take the sashes right out of the unit and throw them away, uh, and then have custom sized a window with a smaller frame. It's not a new construction window, it's a replacement window. So it's a smaller frame window and they also typically try to make the sashes a little smaller because mm-hmm. because unfortunately what you're really doing is putting a window inside a window, mm-hmm. right? So, but what it does allow you to do is the exterior trim is unchanged, the interior trim is unchanged, and the old frame of the window is unchanged. unchanged right. So there's very little disruption. So but you get a little less glass than you did in the past. You get a little less daylight area. That's yeah. exactly right. And so that's the, one of the concessions. But in terms of uh, of disruption and um, and construction related work, it's way way less. Mm-hmm. Right, the windows go in, they get filled, they get sealed and foamed, and and they get capped with a small trim, and you're essentially done. Right, right, um, and so way less disruption. But if you have or if you already have small windows in your home, you may notice the reduction. Right, right. if you have big double hung windows, which many people do. It's a non-issue. Mm-hmm. You're not even going to notice it, right? Right. And then a replacement sash or a replacement window is a really good choice. Mm-hmm. And you can get them in multiple solutions, not just vinyl. You can get them in wood. Many manufacturers do that now as replacement units. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, There's some attractive options. Right. right. And and the average person is going to appreciate a, a meaningful improvement in efficiency mm-hmm. by making that change. Mm-hmm. All right. And for the least amount of cost. Okay. Right. Steve, hope that helped. So, thank um, you, Steve. And um, and hopefully that helped uh, Cheryl and Danvers yeah. too. So um, okay, so we uh, we, we, have have, we have one, one more, more question, and um, this is from Ravi in Belmont, Mass, and he says so. There's several questions here, but I but we'll try we'll try to answer them all. Ravi, you you went did go on. I have vinyl siding on my house, and I hate it. My house was built in the 1920s, and I think there might be wood siding underneath, but I'm not sure. How do I find out? Should I remove my siding, or do you think I should keep it? What's best for resale? Sorry for so many questions. No, that's fine. That's not a problem at all. It's surprising. Normally, we end up with like one or two design-related questions that you can tackle. I keep. I'm just prattling I, on here. Well, Sorry you're such that. a good prattler. I'm a it's prattler. Just as well. So, uh, so the answer to the question and a is. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and so we. Um, uh, well, the answer to the question is that vinyl siding is applied to houses in a lot for a lot of different reasons, but often it's applied to houses. Uh, just because the pre- that the owner that made that choice was sick and tired of painting, right? right? Painting, 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 right? And and the other problem is in some older homes, there's also challenges with uh, moisture movement through houses. So sometimes people get frustrated because not only are they tired of painting, but the painting job was a constant peeling problem, right? right? That's mm-hmm. not uncommon either. So it's difficult to say. The only way you're really going to have the answer, Ravi, is if you actually do take off some vinyl siding. Taking off vinyl siding is not that difficult to do, Um 
You do need a special tool to put it back together called a zip tool. It's a very, very simple piece of I have a special uh, tool. I call him Dave. Yeah. <laughs> and I can put I can take up on your <laughs> you, vinyl side. You can. Right. He's actually it's like let me get that special tool. But if you to don't have, if you don't have a Dave in your toolbox <laughs> or you're in your bed, then you need to get a uh, you, need, you, you need to get a, a zip tool. Uh, but it's not that hard to take them apart. And now the problem with it is that um, very often, vinyl siding contractors will side, will put their vinyl siding over old siding. I'm not a big fan of this. We actually talked about this in some other shows. I'm not a big fan of it. I like to get down to the substrate because mm-hmm. if there's problems with the substrate, you can improve those problems. You can also improve leakage problems, right? Yeah, and like moisture barriers and right. stuff like but that, right? that's more money. Mm-hmm. And, and a uh, lot of people didn't do that. And a lot of people don't do that. And so what also happens is because you can get waviness when you install vinyl siding over other siding, what they typically will do is put this, this uh, very very thin foam board. It's it's actually fan fold. It's, uh, it, it comes in sheets, and you sort of um, nail it into the house with roofing nails. But what it really and it, and it is foam, but it does almost nothing in terms of efficiency. Mm-hmm. What it really does is give the siding contractor a smooth surface to apply the oh, siding. Oh, so over. it doesn't look like the whole thing is doing like an undulating exactly. Of the you can't house. see the, right. Yeah, yeah. So when you take your siding off, you'll likely see that board, and you have to take that board off to look at your siding. Now. The problem with it, Ravi, is that when you go to take it off and try to assess the quality, the condition of your existing siding, you're not going to do it in a, all over the place. It's not; it's a hassle, right? Right. So you may take it off and, and take a look and see what you got to deal with. And one place is looking pretty good. Right. And then yeah. and then you make the commitment. You said, okay, we're going to go ahead and get a painting contractor in here and repaint our house because mm-hmm. we got nice cedar siding on the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but you may find out that in three other places you actually have a bunch of repair work to do mm-hmm. because and and they may have gotten to a place where they might have had some exterior rot. So, Ravi, you're screwed, basically. We're just going to call a space space. No, and, but I think the thing is that you got to be mindful of the fact that there might be a little bit of unknown in doing this kind of a project. So if you right. want to take it off, uh, you're going to have your painting contracts are going to have a lot of uh, repair work to do mm-hmm. first, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're going to be uh, filling nail holes for that they used to install the foam board on, and right. they're going to be filling nail holes that they used to install the vinyl siding on. Now, mm-hmm. The upside is vinyl siding actually doesn't take a lot of nails to install. They actually could do what they call hang vinyl right, siding. Vinyl right. siding doesn't get really uh, nailed excessively. And it's pretty easy to quick and easy to take down, too, it is. right? So it is. It'll like come in down. terms of labor yep. costs, it's that part, not, not a big deal. The big part, the big cost is going to be Repair not the removal. It's going to be what you have to do to sort of restore the siding so that when you do paint it, it actually looks worthwhile. Mm-hmm. The last thing to be thinking about in that is if your house was built pre-1978, um, oh, is the high likelihood of lead. Lead, yeah, if your house is built in the 1920s. Well, granted, it may be, you know, it may have been vinyl sided in the 80s, and so you might actually have newer paint on there. But you said pre-78, there's probably going to be lead. Pre-78, likely yeah. likely lead. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. that does not mean you have to do a remediation. You can paint over that. Mm. Right? There's nothing nothing that there's requires... Like, there's like lead encapsulation paint. Uh, yep, yep. yep. And, you can, and you can paint right over that. But if you're getting into a situation where... In or, uh, let's say you're you have, like sanding or scraping. That's the problem. Exactly. Let's right. say you got a problem with with where you need to do a lot of prep work and, uh, and sanding and painting. Mm-hmm. Then uh, you need to be using a remediation contractor to do that in a in a legally compliant way. And and like guys showing up in a t-shirt and a bandana with a grinder and wailing away on it, that is not okay. Right. Right. Not only is that not okay for uh, the environment, it's not okay for the residents of the home or right. people in the neighborhood. Right. Right. So you right. got to be mindful right. of that. Right. So and your children. Yeah. I'm assuming you would like to go to high school. At right. <laughs> so, um, trade school is really, you know, we need more tradespeople. So I'm just saying, well, maybe just start, start scraping at that. 
So no, we don't but, want that. No, I'm just we don't kidding. want that. So you wouldn't even be good as a tradesperson right, at that point. No, that that you have some challenges. We don't want lead paint damaging people's brains. No. So um, so I think the challenge is it, it's a bit of a black box. Vinyl siding sometimes is used to cover up a bunch of sins, and sometimes vinyl siding is actually because that client perceived that as being better. And you also got to be look around your neighborhood. You might hate your vinyl siding, but if every their home in your neighborhood is vinyl sided, it's mm. not. It's not a bad thing. And vinyl side, you know, they used to say, uh, you know, vinyl is final. Like, we, vinyls last forever. That is not no. a factual statement, right? right. And so it's may, you may consider that, all right, we need to take our old vinyl down and put, and put new vinyl up. Right. And and done well, first of all, vinyl is better today than it used to be. Mm-hmm. There, it, better you know, looking. There are many manufacturers right. that actually make really, really good products mm-hmm. that will last a really long time. We just finished a project using a solid vinyl siding that looks freaking awesome. I've never seen the product before. And uh, first time we've applied it, and it looks like the real deal. And it's hmm. going to last for lifetimes. Right. Wow. Really nice stuff. But it uh, all depends on the situation. So hopefully that helps, Ravi. And uh, uh, best of luck if you decide to buy a zip tool and unzip your siding and check it out. <laughs> or I can send Dave over. Uh, no, I'm not coming over. <laughs> so this has been another fabulous edition of Renovation Made Right. Thank you so much for being with us. I am Brenda Bryan. And I am David Bryan. Take care. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.